Oh, yeah, that was nice with that, bro. All right, praise God. Well, it's good to be back at uh, Heart of the City Church. Uh, I do love your pastors, uh, dear friends of ours, and just it's been so awesome, cool to watch what God is doing here and what he's done here. It's just been an amazing, amazing uh, journey. Also, it's good to be with Pastor Bob and Sue. And uh, uh, Pastor Bob has been one of those guys in my life that's been real instrumental uh, personally and then also with our church as well, too. So it's just good to be um, with friends that we do this life uh, together. So I'm going to share a little bit tonight um, from uh, the Bible. <laughs> now, what would you have said if I was going to say, if I said, I'm going to share a little bit tonight from the encyclopedia. But we're going to talk about the, we're going to talk about the Bible, and uh, I believe that God has something to say to uh, you as a church in terms of uh, his plan, his love, his grace, and all that good, wonderful stuff that he has. Um, most of my kids are, they're, uh, my oldest is 24, and my youngest is 13. So I've been through uh, uh, a lot of different phases from Power Rangers to uh, retro speed racers and even to Barney. Remember when Barney was kind of our household uh, lovable, warm character, you know, and he guy would come on there, I love you, you love me, we're a happy family with a great big and a kiss from me to you they love me too all right so so what I want to talk about is kind of that Barney type of spirit <laughs> you know because nobody gets rejected on a Barney show you know what I mean <laughs> there's no rejection there's no body ostracized uh, when it's time to do a game there's no kids sit over the corner pouting for some reason they just all magically get up and participate which I this I wish I had uh, that 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 uh, that potion but they just kind of do the Barney thing together. You know what I mean? But when we think about the church of Jesus Christ, and we think about the call of God, each one of you that are here that are part of this body, uh, you're not here by accident. You're not here by coincidence. Um, you didn't just come and say, okay, I'm going to put my name on the on the list of the church so that I'd be on the church database. But it's, it's, it's far deeper than that. You have become a part of this family. First of all, by God's uh, design, God's purpose, God's plan, and, and more so God's provision. Because for you and me to be here, I mean, what would a black dude be doing in Corley, Idaho? 
homie don't roll like that. No. But the provision of God. The fact that Jesus Christ went to the cross 2,000 years ago, shed his precious blood, died, was buried, rose from the grave, met with the disciples, ascended back to heaven and sent his Holy Spirit. So by virtue of God's provision and purpose, we, we've all, we all experienced this wonderful new life that only can take place by virtue of our faith in Jesus Christ. And so we're, we're, we're connected together. Whether we're black, white, short, tall, Hispanic, Asian, does it, we're, we're, we're all connected by something that's a lot thicker than personality, that's a lot thicker than occupation, that's a lot thicker than blood. We're connected by the eternal spirit of the living God. The Bible says we're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. And when we cry, like in my house, there's, there's, I've got four kids. They all cry. Are they, 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 even my old ones, they still cry sometimes. <laughs> and when they cry, Dad, I know exactly who they're talking to because I'm their biological father. And the Spirit of God is placed within us. Uh, God is placed within us, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit cries out within us, Abba, Father. So we're connected together in God. See, it's not just a little Barney thing, you know, we're a happy family. No, we're more than a happy family. We are a connected people, a church that God has brought together by his sovereign will and his sovereign purpose. So what we have to remember is that when God brings us together as a people, when God calls us together people, he has a divine purpose. He has a goal in mind. Now, how many of you know that God is not a stagnant God that's like locked in the 1940s or 30s or 70s? Wow. You know, it's kind of funny. When I, was, uh, when I was in high school, you know, I used to, uh, you know, we'd play in, I used to play in a band and stuff, you know, and everybody would like to, they, there was a group we called uh, uh, Funkadelica Parliament, you know. <laughs> had, uh, there was one bass player we all tried to emulate. His, his name was Bootsy, Bootsy Collins. And Bootsy would have these uh, star-shaped glasses, and he would play his bass. Oh, I'm just going to the no, baby, baby, you know, something like that. <laughs> and uh, everybody would try to be like Bootsy Collins. All the guys that wanted to play, they wanted to be funksters and play the bass, they try to be like Bootsy. Well, fast forward uh, from those high school days, which man, it's getting a long time. <laughs> I'll just say uh, some pretty uh, some of my years ago, you know. Every once in a while, I come across one of those guys I went to high school with, and they're still stuck. Gray hair, broken, star-shaped glasses, and they have the bass on the back, and they're just stuck. But when you think about God, ageless, timeless, he's not stuck in a time warp. He's as progressive 
as you can get. He's already way down the road, but he's loving enough and kind enough to work with us to get us where he wants us to be. So having said all that, this is what I want to get to. God has heart of the city, this church, together, connected for a divine journey and a divine purpose. You guys are going somewhere. Not as individuals, but as a church. Not just, okay, hey, I'm going to go get my career. I'm going to, you know, one of these days I'm going to get noticed. I'm going to be this. No. As a church, you're going together. You're journeying together. In the book of uh, John chapter 6, um, starting from verse 14 through, I won't take time to read all this, but uh, starting from verse uh, 15 through verse 24, what happens is Jesus works a miracle. They feed 5,000 people. And uh, after the dinner, Jesus sends the disciples away. He tells them to get in the boat and to go to the other side. He goes to the mountain. He begins to pray. Uh, they're out in the sea, the sea, they're struggling, they're having some difficulty. He comes down, they think it's a ghost, he gets in the boat, and then the Bible says immediately they're on the other side. But the point is, every single disciple got in the boat. Every single one. Jesus didn't say, John, stay over here, Peter, stay over here. You know, James didn't say, you know what, I don't really want to go. I'm tired. <laughs> Man, we've been with these people all day long. They've been saying, give me some bread, give me some fish. I've had enough. You guys go, I'll catch up with you later. It didn't work that way. Everybody got in the boat together and they went across by virtue of the word of the Lord. So as, you, as you're journeying, you got to watch out for the weird stuff. You got to watch out for the weird stuff because sometimes stuff's going to, and, 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 you know, people can get weird. I mean, you guys don't have weird people in Coraline. We have weird people where I live. <laughs> I mean, they can just get weird, you know. All of a sudden, somebody, somebody rise up and they become the prophet of God. Uh. Thus saith the Lord, we are not to take this journey. Why? Because... Pastor so-and-so said we shouldn't take it, and this book said we shouldn't take it, and that said we shouldn't take it. And you know what? Not here in Portland, not here in Corlay, but in Portland, we have people that are smart enough to listen to that guy. And then what happens is 20 people get on the boat. Then you have another 10 that says, we're not going because we listened to what they said. You don't want to do that. You want to hear what God is saying, travel and journey together. We do this thing as a pack. We work together. So the goal of Jesus was this, to get them to the other side. God is strategically taking this church to the other side. Where is it? What is it? I don't know. But I just know you're moving. I know God has you on a journey. I know there's a place that God is going to take you to that's not where you are right now. But it's going to, it's going to require everybody working and moving together. Now, I believe there's a miracle 
in the motion. There's a miracle in the motion. Here it is. Jesus tells them, all of them, you guys get in the boat and go to the other side. So they get in the boat. It's probably about rough estimate of time. It's probably 630, 630 to 7.30 in the evening when they get in the boat. So they're fishermen. They, they're, they're used to being out on the sea, and they know what it's like to you know, have to you know, crank the oars and, you know, and, and move across uh, the, the sea. And then what Jesus does, he sends them across, but then he goes up, the Bible says, by himself to pray. So while they're on the sea rowing, going to the other side where they were sent to go, Jesus is on the mountain praying communicating and talking to God. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us what he was talking about or what he was praying about, but we know what he was doing. He was praying. And so hours go by, probably about maybe 10 hours, because the Bible says the fourth watch of the night, that's when Jesus came out. So fourth watch of the night, somewhere between 3 o'clock a.m., 6 a.m., Jesus goes out to them in the water. And here it is, uh, uh, depending on what, what, what uh, uh, gospel account you read, the Bible says they're in the middle of the lake so from where they were to where they're going is probably like about five miles right so they're about 2.5 miles give or take a few and they have not they've been rowing for hours and they have not made it over they're stuck in the middle but they're journeying together they're not separated they're not torn apart they're all in the, they're all in the boat together so jesus three o'clock in the morning four o'clock he leaves the mountain, and he comes down, and he just starts walking on the water out to him. Can you imagine that? I mean, that's like total freak out. I mean, if you, if you, you, you've never seen that like that before. I mean, it's like this just doesn't happen. So, I mean, those guys are probably thinking, man, all oh, my sins have found me out. <laughs> so they start screaming, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. Can you imagine, can you imagine if, you were, if you were like, uh, say you were out fishing, right? And, or, or you're on the lake, and you saw... 12 guys in a boat, 12 burly guys, and all of a sudden they start freaking out. There's a ghost out here. You'd say, man, what have they been smoking? Man, what? I mean, these guys. But Jesus says to him, he says, hey, calm down. It's not a ghost. It's me. They let him. They they receive him. They welcome him inside the boat. And the Bible says this. Incredible. Immediately, they're on the other side. Wrap your mind, try to wrap your mind around that. Immediately, they're at the other side. Now, that's defying some laws of nature big time. Several hours, they've only gone 2.5 miles. Bible says they're straining at the oars, they're having a difficult, they're, just try, they're trying to make it, they're not going anyplace. And then he gets in the boat, and as soon as he sits down, boom, there you are. How do you do that? Come on, that's like, Pastor Mark, there's no way that could happen. There's just no way it could happen. Well, it happened. I can't explain to you how. I mean, was it it, it, uh, uh, like... uh, some extreme jet propulsion? Did Jesus just sit down and the boat just went? Did they go? Did they? Did they uh, 
morph through some kind of wormhole that was in the middle of the sea. You know, kind of. I mean, how, 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 how do you do that? But the miracle was God got them where they were going. Now, here's the piece. Here's the piece. See, when they left together to make the journey, they were doing what they knew to do to obey, to go to the other side. They did the absolute best they could do to get where they were going. But God had a plan to give them some special sauce <laughs> for their journey. And see, I believe God has a plan to give Heart of the City some special sauce to get where you're going. I believe there's, there, there, there are places, destinations that God is taking you to, and the miracle that will happen is when you get there, you'll say, how in the world did this happen? What do we do? Where, where are we at? Just kind of pinch, pinch yourself. Is this really real? Did, did, did this really happen? How do we get here? But I believe it's a season, and, and it's a season, and I just, you know, uh, that, I, that I believe where God wants to help the church not just move inch by inch and millimeter by millimeter, but I believe that God wants to come and give some supernatural injection to help get his people, his church, where he wants it to go. Now, if you, if, 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 if you rewind a little bit, and you see the disciples that got in the boat, that's what they were supposed to do. But Jesus went to the mountain and he began to pray. Wow. Now, there's some lessons you can unpack out of that. Yeah. Wow. Because sometimes, you know, we, we, we can do a lot of things in our own effort. And we say, man, I, I've got to work hard. I've got to do this. Yeah. This yeah. is so difficult. This is so hard. I've got to get on it. But prayer is not a waste of time. Yeah. Prayer, right. prayer is not a, 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 a useless activity. Because sometimes you can spend time in prayer, and, what, and, and where it might take you five miles to walk, prayer can cut that walk down in half. And so you got, even though the disciples didn't know where they were going, they knew they were going on the side, they didn't understand anything, Jesus knew. And I'm sure he probably had some prayers uh, pushed in that direction to get them where they needed to go. And so I believe the Lord will just, I want to just put a challenge out to you. I know you've been spending some time in prayer church. Continue to pray. I mean, just because the 21 days are up, man, don't take the hand off the, don't, don't, don't. Oh, man. I'm going to try to start preaching, bro. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Don't just take your foot off the throttle. Remember the one, uh, the, the, the one king, uh, the, uh, I can't remember, can't remember his name, but anyway, he went to the prophet Elijah and he said, Lord, what are we going to do? And Elijah tells the guy, he says, get a bow. Get some arrows. And then they, uh, Joash, and he, and, and he gets the king, is, he, he, uh, he gets the bow, he gets the arrows, and uh, he says, shoot the arrow out of the window. He shoots it. Then the prophet prophesies, he says, the arrow of the Lord's victory. Now, he got excited about the arrow of the Lord's victory. Hallelujah. Yep. <laughs> The arrow of the Lord's victory, right? I mean, the guy's excited. I mean, he stops there, but sometimes you can start shouting too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. You start rejoicing too quick. And so what happens is, Elijah says, now get the arrow and strike the ground. Huh. And the guy said, okay, already got the victory. Hits it once. 
hits it twice, hits it three times, <laughs> and then he stops. You know what happens? Elijah gets miffed. He said, dude, what is wrong with you? You should have kept, kept the pedal to the metal. Come on. You should have struck the ground five times, six times, and then you would have totally wiped out your enemy. So you, you, you've, you've got your foot on this prayer pedal. Man, keep it on there. Keep your foot on the prayer pedal. Don't take your foot off the gas. You keep crying to God, I mean, till he multiplies, till he triples, I mean, till the finances start pouring in, till you, yeah, I mean, 60, 70 people getting saved on a weekend. I mean, you don't know what to do. One, one good Holy Ghost problem after another problem after another problem. Why? Because you kept your foot on the metal and God, and God by his grace, by his grace, is giving you that little special sauce to help you get to the other side where he wants you to go. Amen? Amen. Let's just pray for a second and we're going to move into another dimension here. Father, we just thank you today for what you're doing. We thank you for this church. We thank you for the journey that they are on together. Thank you, Lord. Your purpose is to lead them to the other side. Thank you, Lord, as they pray, as they seek your face. God, you are going to work miracles to help them reach their destiny. God, we believe that tonight. We receive that tonight, and we walk in it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, I told J.O. tonight, I, and I told Mark Strong, I said, we better stir our gifts up or we're going to have a riot. <laughs> <laughs> we, got some, we got some expectation in this place. Yeah. I, 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 I think we have some hunger. Yeah. Now, uh, man, how are we going to do this? We're just going to kind of just wait on the Lord and just let the Lord... Uh, do what he does. And yes. uh, we got to let God be God tonight. You, you understand that. You, you can't force the hand of God. And, you know, my expectation isn't necessarily the timing in the agenda of God. Have you, have you noticed that sometimes yeah. in your life? You know, you know, uh, you know we, we want to do something in two days. And God says it's a great dream. And I got 20 years on my yeah. calendar. <laughs> So we're going to wait on him tonight. Let's just ask God. God, just come now as we pray, as we've worshipped. Lord God, we pray that you'll just release the word of the Lord tonight. Encourage people. God, lift hearts tonight. Even, even tonight, Lord, if someone receives a word, that someone might just be touched by the love and the intimacy of God. We thank you tonight, Lord, that, Lord, you started this house. We thank you that you've been building it. Thank you that you're establishing it. And I'm just taken back. I'm even just going to start prophesying right now. I mean, the, the, the word that was on my heart this afternoon, and I'll preach them tomorrow night, but I want to give it prophetically to the church, is greater. There's a greater anointing. There's a greater work. I'm just going to start off, J.O., 
jail, this church, you can write it down. This church is going to be in national periodicals. Mm. People are going to come and they're going to look at this place because they heard there was fire in Coeur d'Alene. And they're going to come and see what has taken place at Heart of the City Church. Mm. You'll be known as one of the fastest growing churches mm. and impacting churches in the United States of America. What you are doing now is just the beginning. You are not, you're kind of like a kid says, I'm old enough to, you know, I'm old enough to go, but you're still, you're still a junior higher. <laughs> What's going to happen is that God is going to increase. He's going to increase the anointing on you and the anointing on Ray Dean. Ray Dean, there's something happening to you where your, your prophetic gifting is going to another level. Words of knowledge are going to increase in your life. You're going you're gonna to be on a schedule where you are going to be coming in and going out and the prophetic word of the Lord to, to women specifically. You're just going to preach and prophesy, prophesy and preach. You're actually going to start doing things that maybe at times past you weren't comfortable in your skin doing, but it's going to be so much a part of you. And uh, because that's going to increase in your life. Greatness is on the two of you. Your whole life, your whole life has been the Lord grooming you for glory. Hmm. Grooming you for glory. Every test, every trial, every tragedy was all allowed because God would bring brokenness and dependence and an indomitable faith. In the presence of God and the covenant commitment of God over your life. I will do this, says the Lord. It's a time for greater things. It's a time for greater things. Jesus. Any words for people in the prayer room tonight? You know, you're going to help me out and I will do that. I'll find you in the next three days. I will find you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Benaya, right? Got that right? Man, there is, uh, there is such a... You're like, you are like Nathaniel in, in, in the John chapter 1. And where Jesus said, you know, there's a man, man of God in whom there is no guile. You're a seeker, of, you're a tremendous seeker of truth. I just see you like a sponge, just taking up periodicals and reading the scriptures and hearing podcasts and you're just like a sponge. I wanna know, I wanna know truth. I wanna know truth. I wanna know truth. The Lord's gonna bring a greater revelation of the word of God to you. The Bible's gonna jump out at you. I mean, you're going you're gonna to eat the book. It says in the book of Revelation that John ate the book and it was sweet to the taste, but it was bitter. It was bitter in his stomach. Sometimes the working out of the Word of God is going to cause difficulty. You're going to walk a unique path because there's going to be a season where God's going to hide you in the quiver. There's going to be a season where you're going to go through some lonely things. You're going to go through, I'm walking the path of a different drummer but a mantle of a teacher is going to come oh. upon you. Days that lie ahead, you will teach the Word of God. Oh. Even in this place, you're going to be teaching classes 
unfolding the word of God. You're going to add a dimension, I believe, of exegesis to all the great gifts that are in this place. That you're going to be known as an, an exegetical preacher. Not every preacher is an exegetical preacher. You're going to be. Somehow I just see that you're going to know the Greek. You're going to know the Hebrew. You're going to connect the old with the new and the new with the old. It's going to flow out of you. You're kind of a nerd. <laughs> In the unique life that you've lived and some of the things that you've gone through privately and the deep cries of your heart even in the middle of the night to God was because God was taking you on a place where the thing that you would love is just Jesus plus nothing else you don't want to be famous but you want to know truth that not just for yourself you're going to be a feeder of truth things things that you've wrestled questions that you've had, theological tensions you can't reconcile, even times you bounced into this camp and ran into that camp and ran into that camp, then you found yourself, that didn't work, because God's going to always bring you back to his book. Feed, O man of God, the people of the Lord. Be like one who would cause my word to come alive in their heart and establish them that they may walk with me. For my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Therefore, as a priest, as a teaching priest, I will raise you up. Even like Ezra of old, to instruct the people in the word of God, that my people might be established as your God. I just feel, uh, uh, oh, go ahead, Sue. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. I just feel like there's a, a, a lady here um, over the last year, there's been a just a, almost like a heartbreaking with your husband and with uh, a son, and it's just like it's been a pain, a tear in the heart. And uh, if that's you, I'm just going to ask you to stand. Just we just want to just want to pray for you tonight. I have no husband, but I have a son. Okay. 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 okay, keep standing. And there's another lady in the back there. So what, what, what I'd like for you to do is just a couple people get around these that are standing and just uh, lay a hand on them. We're going to pray. And I just believe that the Lord wants to, uh, Isaiah 61 says this, the Spirit of the Lord, when speaking of the ministry of Jesus, said God's anointing, the Spirit was upon him to heal the brokenhearted. And I believe today the Lord is going to pull like a dagger as it were out of your heart. You're not going to live each day under that cloud and that do, under that doom. But you're going to begin to find a new freedom and a new liberty in your life and your heart. The Spirit of God is going to bring to you. Tonight is a night where you've cried out to the Lord. And through this vehicle, through this way that we're going tonight, God is heard your cry and he's heard your he's heard your prayer and by his grace he's going to bring to your heart even now just a wonderful uh salve and healing ointment upon that wound that's so deep within you father in the name of jesus father we pray tonight we we thank you for your presence thank you lord that you love each one of these women so much 
And Lord, thank you that you know exactly what's going on in their hearts and their lives. And today we say, oh, Holy Spirit, come. Pour out uh, a fresh oil upon their hearts today. Lord, and, and, and men, and just bring a, a release and bring a deliverance today, Lord. Heal the grief and heal the wounds. And I feel for one lady in particular that, that I feel like where the husband's been kind of crooked, God's going to begin to straighten him out. He's going to begin to straighten the son out as well, too. There will be even a, a new testimony. You will stand in the days ahead, the months ahead, and you will declare how that the Lord fulfilled his word that he spoke to my heart just concerning my family. So, God, we just speak blessings. We speak healing over them today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I just have a word for you. Um, can you stand up? <clears throat> I felt like there is a... Uh, just a real healing ministry in your hands that God wants to open up uh, some doors of um, opportunity to, to really touch people that um, are dealing with crisis situations. I feel like you're, um, you're wired for this, that God has put in you a special compassion and a special um, ability to reach out and really lift people's burdens. I feel like you even have... Um, training and process but even more than that you've already you know begun this work but god is just going to give you open doors in this area open doors in the community to really lift up um the brokenhearted i feel even people that contend with and deal with mental illness that there's going to be um something in your um in your gift said and even in your job description that's going to actually bring relief to people who suffer this and today the lord says i go with you i anoint you to i even anoint these hands to be hands of healing i also heal in you things that the enemy meant for evil words that were spoken i pull out the things that the enemy threw at you and this day i declare you every bit whole there's nothing, no weapon formed against you that's going to prosper because the Lord called you out for even, a, even an anointing in this house to be one that is going to be part and partaker of just the joy of the Lord. No more are you going to say, um, oh, Lord, is it another day? But the Lord's going to give you a, even a joy in the morning. And I feel like to you um, has been given a real... Uh, just a place in the house to knit people together, to join people in, 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 in groups, in small groups, in prayer and intercession. Amen. Jesus, just keep moving tonight, Lord. Just keep moving. Young lady, why don't you stand up here? You know, you're kind of a small thing, but you're kind of a mighty thing. The Spirit of God's on you in a powerful way. And the Lord wants to come encourage you tonight that, that your dedication and in your fire and the dreams within your heart are of Him. The call of God's on your life. And you've been, you've been weighing out, is this really God or is this really me and it's, it's really me? I work within you both to will and to do of my good pleasure, says your God. You're going to be a, you're going to be a woman who is known as a fighter. 
that you fought the fight of faith. You, have, we will, you will not have cheap faith, but you, you've already, even in your young life, have been having like a machete going through the jungle, fighting through struggles and things that you have faced, only to find that in all these things I've been a conqueror. The enemy would have sifted you out. The enemy would have taken you down because of some circumstances around you, but the hook of the Lord was in your spirit. God drug you through with a great determination that you will be a woman of God. And now, therefore, I honor you, O woman. I honor you in front of the house of God that you're an instrument meet for the master's use. You are not to just run off and do anything. I have slated you for ministry. You will one day be in full-time vocational ministry. You will one day be marrying a man of God. You will one day open the book and even minister the word of the Lord. You will one day, and all the things that kind of go on your mind, these are crazy dreams. They're dreams of the Holy Spirit, says your God. I have birthed these things within you. And I come to confirm to my tonight to, to you that you are a daughter in whom I am well pleased. And I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring a rest. I'm gonna bring a rest from the struggles of life. I'm gonna bring a rest even in your own mind at times you fear. A unique question, what will happen with me? Where will I land? You're gonna land smack in the middle of my will. You're going to land in the place that I take you to. You are in the center of what I'm doing. And I'm watching over you. Angels guard you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You hide under the shadow of the almighty God. Uh, therefore, you will not fear tonight. I take off of you fear. I take away the spirit of fear. I take away that which which would cause you to despair of another day because my thoughts to you are thoughts of, of, of peace and, and prosperity, of good and not evil, to give you a future and an expected end. You're going to be a trophy of the faithfulness of God. You're going to be a trophy of one who loves God with all of her heart and all of her mind and all of her strength. To, to see, this is what I did. I landed where God had me go. I landed in his will, and all things have been added unto me. And the shepherd of my soul took care of me. And you are going to know love all the days of your life. And you're going to know what it is to be loved. You're going to know what it is to be nurtured. Why did I draw you out tonight? Because you're a, mat, you're a vessel that I am choosing, a vessel that I will use. Intercession comes upon you, and you weep sometimes for long periods of time. You just don't know why. You just feel like I'm a basket case. It's the spirit of an intercessor. The groanings which cannot be uttered. It's going to increase. You'll become a prophesying machine. You'll pray with people. You'll encourage people. You'll speak into people. You're going to be tireless. You're going to sometimes be irritating. But it's because of the zeal within you. Bringing the spirit of God to them. God just wants to comfort your heart tonight. That he is with you, man. You know, you got mom and dad written all over you. There is a, there, there is a, there is a, an adopting spirit. There is a heart. Psalm 68 says that God sets the solitary in families. 
And I just see that there, at first, I just want to just say, God just reveals to me that you are just great Christians. You're just great Christians. I mean, you are a man of God. You're a woman of God. And you're not on the cover of Charisma, but I'm not on the cover of Charisma. It's really overrated. You're just doing your duty before the Lord. You know, Matthew 25 is pretty straight. You know, I was hungry and you fed me. And I was thirsty and you gave me drink. And I was naked and you clothed me. And I was sick and you came to me. And I was in prison and you visited me. You know, there's nothing there about, you know, sensationalism, crowds, and the supernatural. It's just doing stuff called love. Yeah. And, man, that's what you do. You guys are like the apostles of love, okay? You're the evangelists of love. You're the mom-pa of love. And I, I just see people in your house, and I see extra people in your house. I, I just see, you know, put up a bed, pick up, you know, make a hammock, whatever you need to do. I mean, you guys do not, there's a compassion within you. If anybody's just left abandoned, or anybody's just left unnoticed, if anybody's just left alone, come. We got an extra plate. God will make more soup. Anytime. He's going to multiply the loaves and multiply the fishes. But this is going to grow. This is going to grow. I don't know what you do in the church and who you are. I just, I just... I just see something increasing. Something increasing. I just I see like a Pied Piper of kids and people being led into the kingdom of God. I think of this pastor, I forget his name, back in the 19th century. He had a, it was, he was called the Gospel Train. And what he did, he took kids on the streets of New York and wherever on the East Coast there, and he put them on trains. And he sent them all out to the West. Families adopted them. And I just see that you're going to take orphans and take the abandoned. And you're just going to, you're going to give them their destiny. You're going to give them their destiny. You're going to save them from destruction. So, Father, your blessing be upon them tonight. Let great grace be on them for this, for this challenge that you give them. God, they're just walking out who they are. They don't even have to. They don't even have to work this up. All they got to do is keep doing what they're doing. I just see door after door opening for you. Like, you know, this person contacted me. I, I see you in the paper, you know. People kind of telling your story. And, I mean, kind of like Saint Nick. I mean, I just kind of, Lord, Lord, just do this in Jesus' name. I just, uh, I keep feeling some heart. I don't, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if, ah, spit it out, man. If you're a, a plumber, you may be a pl- uh, plumber or you may even be retired. But if your occupation is a plumber or if you're a retired plumber, I want you to stand up if I can. Lord's got a word for you. Anybody here? Right there? Okay. I feel like uh, the Lord is saying this, that just as you make sure water gets where it needs to be and where it's not supposed to be in the natural the spirit of god is going to place an anointing upon your life to be plumbers for revival and i just see god i just see god just uh like sending a uh uh just a gully washer of just water just flowing through this city 
And I believe God's going to use your hands, your hearts, and you're going to be instrumental in seeing people, people's lives change and transformed by the power of God. I believe you see, you see families, you see homes, and sometimes your heart just goes out. God, you know, just touch, touch these people. God, touch these hearts. Lord, do something in these homes. And God says, I've heard that cry. I've heard that prayer. And I'm going to touch you and use you. For not only will, not only will pipes be fixed, not only will faucets be fixed and everything else you do, but the Lord says you will turn the water on for broken lives and there will be a transformation, said the Lord, for I'm placing my hands up on you. And I just hear this too. It's almost like a, like a, kind of like a new plumber's union because it's like you, there's going to be guys you work with and people you come associate with and they're, they're going to catch that same thing as well too. And you can mark these words. The day will come when you'll see God just, you know, plumbers uh, in this city where you where you hear the, the testimony will be God is really using these guys they'll say we get confused are they really plumbers or are they really preachers but it's going to be the spirit of God that's going to bring that forth in your life in Jesus name just saw this awesome couple in the prayer time and I felt like the Lord wanted to bring um, just a commendation of it and I feel like maybe I prayed for you before but today the Lord says well done good and faithful servants even the two of you have been in a place where you stand in the gap for this house and even other houses that you guys have been um, even on uh, mission trips where you really stood in and put together teams and you stood in the gap and um, really called heaven down on behalf of the needs of these places and you really know how to do warfare. You guys have a, an ability to do um, spiritual warfare that is, um, is, is a learning, it's a learning curve. It's not people, people here need to learn what you have you have tapped into in the spirit. And I feel like the two of you have a ministry to really transfer that to the next generation of how to get an answer from God, how to contend, because you know how to do this. You know how to stand in the gap for others and get a hold of the altar and say, Lord, we don't move until the answer comes. And I feel like we live in a generation where people want things instantly without paying the price and I feel like you guys know how and you need to teach others in this house what it takes I know this is a house of prayer of fasting this is a house of fervency I'm not you know being at all critical of the of the 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 tenor of this house and prayer but I feel like it's time to come up another level and you're going to be part of that I feel also a touch in your um in your bodies for you sister there is a a refreshing coming a, even a rest to your spirit i feel like weights coming off of you weights of of concern and and in that there's going to be a healing a healing come to your body as the weights come off as jesus comes today and says uh rest in me my, uh, my burden really is light. I'm going to carry with you the needs of all these different places and people. 
well done. Well done. The two of you are awesome servants in the house. I was in a prayer room tonight, and I, and I kind of had a word for someone with a beard, but then I realized there's just a lot of guys with beards in the prayer room. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? This couple right here, you got your arm around your husband, that's your boyfriend or husband, I guess. You guys married? You guys, you guys are an item. Stand up, please. Amen. Amen. I've been looking for you. I've been, I've been looking for you. I don't know if there's a confirmation, a dream, something you're already functioning, but I, I see you, I see you walking on foreign soil. I see, I see a mission mantle coming on you. There's just a, there's just a, a quest in your hearts for authenticity. I mean, radical authenticity. I mean, you haven't given up on the church, but you've, you've been frustrated with all the fanfare and all the glittering image and everything else, and. Sometimes it's taking you on a consternated little journey to try to find authenticity. But you found authenticity here. You're people of authenticity. You're organic, but man, at the same time, God's building, God's building his church. I see you, I see you going into places that are fairly primitive. And uh, just you say, well, we're gonna be doing when we go there. Uh, you're going to be ministering and praying with people. You, uh, you got kind of, you kind of gluts for like the Holy Ghost, and uh, you know, let's let the Book of Acts start working and let the Holy Spirit flow. Praying with people and miracles actually happen, and I see, I see miracles taking place in dark places. I see light, and whether this is a vacation for Jesus, you know, I'm taking two weeks off from work just to go. You, you go. The opportunities come for you to go. You go. And I, I want to, I just believe strongly that God's going to use the two of you in praying for people. I see people getting set free. I see people's bodies getting healed. I see the cry in your heart, Lord, where are the miracles of our forefathers? Well, God said to Gideon, go, O man of God, in this strength of yours. And the Lord says, you go. You deliver them. You pray for them. And I just, if you see someone in the grocery market, you think, oh, well, they really need to get healed. Well, maybe you're thinking that thought because God wants you to pray for them. And I believe when you start praying for the sick and you start ministering to people and start encouraging them, you're just a brother, you're just an encourager. You're just a, I want to just pour encouragement. I got my pom-poms, cheerleaders, cheered you right up. Okay, you're just gonna, it's gonna get going. You're like a faucet kind of starts off slowly and then it just starts running and once you get going it, it, you're just going to say man God's really using me and you're going to put encouragement in their heart dark places are going to be the light of the gospel I mean I'm talking you will see miracles in your life as you continue to walk with God and God confirming the word with signs and wonders following and it won't be a big thing because you've really exercised yourself I want to I want to stay unknown. You, you want to stay faceless. You want to stay nameless. You don't want your left hand knowing what your right hand's doing. There's that part of you. There's a modesty about you. So God can trust you with power. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Jesus. Just, just Lord, let a oil just right now, Lord, like out of a vase. 
Touch their minds. Touch their spirit. Let faith increase now in Jesus' name to release the miraculous in their life. Mm -hmm. A dimension that they have talked about, read about, dreamt about. But Lord, sometimes they thought they were going to be in mass meetings with this happening, but it's going to be them. It's going to be them in the walk of life. And let daily miracles take place. You know, most of the miracles that Jesus did was in a house. Study it. Most of the miracles. They didn't have buildings back then. Okay, church was 24-7. wasn't an event. So you're going to come and take the event 24-7. Grocery stores, marketplaces, neighborhoods, person on the road. I see it like brother picking up a hitchhiker. Just all of a sudden, just, and you need prayer. I mean, you need prayer. Your prayer evangelism. Prayer evangelism. So just continue to be submitted. Go ahead and be goofy. And just let the power of God flow. Amen. 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 Um, I had a word that it's kind of an interesting word for you, my sister. And yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know, do you know the story of Joseph in the Bible? He was all these brothers, and, he, and Joseph was the brother that uh, they didn't like. And he was a little bit um, kind of too big for his britches. He had an idea that God spoke to him, and he did. He gave him a dream. And uh, in, that, in the middle of that, his family really uh, persecuted him. And his family really, his brothers actually sold him into slavery. And I feel like God told me that you were like Joseph. In the word the Lord comes today, it says what, what Joseph said at the end of his years was what, God, what, what you, my family, meant for evil to harm me. Because his brothers really, really did him wrong. They threw him into a pit. They try, they, you know, they, then they, you know, they were, they just, they really, really did him wrong. And you've been done wrong too. And yet the end of the story and in the middle of the story, he becomes a prince. And I feel like God wants to make a, a princess out of you and set you in a place where you, you know um, who your God is. And he wants to restore to you everything that was ripped off, everything that others meant to do harm to you. God's going to bring to you a place of beauty for the ashes, a place of restoration for everything that was ripped off from you. And you've got to read the story in Genesis of Joseph to really get the whole story because there's so much to it. Um, his mother made him this beautiful coat and that made his brothers jealous too. And I feel like that was part of your story. There was, a, there was a place where others were jealous of you even. And then it all went south. But now, but now, God is restoring you out of all that. He wants to bring you into a place of, of influence, of healing, as you line up with the leadership of the church and you uh, learn the, the word and learn to really dig in God wants to bring a beautiful turnaround to 
a place where you're going to have great influence, even in this city. I feel like God's going to put you in places of beautiful influence to do good for others, to actually rescue others, because that's what Joseph did. He saved others from famine. He saved others from dying of starvation. And that's going to be your story. You're going you're gonna to reach down and help so many others because of what you've experienced and what you know. Tonight, I just pray for my sister. I ask God that you would give her, oh God, uh, just a restoration of everything that the enemy meant for evil tonight. This is a turnaround night for her. She is no longer under that curse. She is no longer under slavery. Today is a day of freedom for her. It's a day, a new day of beginnings, and she is going to get a hold of you and your purpose for her. She is going to be a restorer of others, one that lifts others' burdens, one that feeds others the good things of the Lord, even lifts them out of poverty. This is going to be her portion as you give her, God, a new day, a new start today. In Jesus' name. Just, uh, it's like the Spirit of the Lord is just saying that there's been the seasons when the contrary winds, just like the story tonight, have blown against you. But I just sense the Spirit of the Lord saying that I am going to change the current. And over the years, uh, over the years, there have been just wonderful seeds that God has placed within your heart. And what He's done was the the contrary winds have come to almost like 
empty out like a bag full of different kind of flower seeds that have been blown everywhere. But the Lord says, now the seasons change. And the Lord says, now you're going to begin to see those flowers begin to bloom and blossom and the aroma and the, 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 the colors and the beauty of those things that God had put in your heart. You're going to begin to see those things manifest in the lives around you. I don't know if you have kids or family members or different ones. and Those seeds have been sown. You're going to see them begin to sprout up in just such beautiful ways. There's almost been times like when the enemy's just whispering in your ear, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? But you've igno you ignored the voice of the enemy and you said, I'm going to pursue God no matter what happens. But the Lord says this, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And the Lord says, you have diligently sought me, and now your reward is at hand. And the Lord says, just expect, expect to see the blossoms. Expect to, sp to smell the aroma. Expect to partake of the fruit. Because God says, this is a season I'm, that I'm fulfilling the things that I put in your heart even years ago. Amen. Amen. I got a brother back there. You got kind of a maroon shirt leaning against the door there. That's you, my brother. God bless you. You know, World War II, one of the reasons why we won the war is because we had these guys in the Army called non-commissioned officers. Okay, master sergeants. And, and they were the ones that kept the platoon. And really, they were the ones that went from foxhole to foxhole and kept all the privates and all the corporals that got their head in the game. They say if it wasn't for them, the war wouldn't have been won. They were the ones that kept the troops going. And I just see in this house, you're a non-commissioned officer. I mean, I just, I just see you got your guy with a headlock, you know, in your arm. You're just, you're just, in, you're just encouraging him and you're encouraging this guy. You're a Barnabas. You're keeping everybody in the game. You're keeping everybody believing. I mean, you, we, 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 this is kind of a cop-out sometimes we call somebody a pillar because you can call that to anybody. You are a pillar. When the storm comes through and people jump ship, you're next to the captain. And if this goes down, I'm going down with you. You have that type of a covenant spirit. I mean, your enemies are my enemies. You, get, you die, I die with you. I mean, you are that type of a man. There's a, there's a scripture in 2 Timothy 1.12 that talks about Onesiphorus. And God said, may God show mercy on the house of Onesiphorus, mm. for he often refreshed me and, and was not ashamed of my chains. And you have stood with the leadership of this house. You've been a personal encourager. You have, you have walked amongst the ranks. And you said, hey, listen, we can do this. And you, you, you looked out for people. You got a pastor's heart. I don't know if you run a small group at all, but man, I can just see, you can see you do an outstanding job. If you don't, you need to because you got that heart. People would come. You put out some coffee and say you're doing a meeting. They'd come. They just like being with you. I mean, if they feel depressed, they get around you. You are like Prozac. keep encouraging God's going to touch your life and there's some even natural things I see provision coming your way you know not just a manna program where thank God for daily bread but God's going to add to it and bring increase in your life 
and the blessing of the Lord is going to overtake you. And people are going to say, well, what did you do? And you're going to be kind of dumbfounded. I don't know what I did. I just kept loving people and I kept believing in the house of God. Because you love my house, I will build your house. God's going to do some great things for you, my brother. Amen. Amen. You too, right there. You stand up. Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah, right there. Okay, I'm, yeah, right. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gathering. I'm, you know, this is kind of out in the limb that you're, a, you're an item. You're, you guys are together. You guys, you guys okay, am I, am I right? Okay, we get past that one. You don't want to prophesy over another man's wife. Okay. Wouldn't, wouldn't be good. You know, you guys, you guys have some great faith. Jesus looked at the centurion, or, or actually he sent his messengers, and he was just, he was, he was amazed, and taken back and astonished at the faith of the centurion. And, you know, he just said, man, the servant's healed. I don't even have to come and heal him. He just, he's healed. And because you guys have great faith, you have seen God do some pretty fabulous stuff in your house, in your life, in your family, some, and some great stuff in your marriage. You know, the two shall become one. They spend the rest of their marriage trying to figure out which one. You know that. <laughs> and, that and it hasn't been an easy journey, but you've been noble, and that we're going to get this thing, and we're going to come together. And you guys agree and believe, and provision has come, and miracles have come, and it hasn't been an easy road. I just feel even like financially, it's been like a roller coaster. And man, you've been on like an amusement park, like Lord, you know, this is it, and the floor drops out, you know, like the Tower of Terror or something. And, and you know, you're all up again, and Tower of Terror, you're down again. My wife went on that ride. She put her face on my shoulder the whole time. Please be over. Please be over. Please be over. That's kind of, kind of where you are. You want peace. Lord, we get some stability. That's going to take place because you're people of faith. You're people of great faith. Because you're people of great faith, I see you doing two things. One, because of what you've gone through in your marriage, I believe God will open a door for you to really have access to people. This is what we did. This is how we did it. And this is what we learned. You know, it doesn't have to always come out of a book. You know, the best people, you know, Jesus gave bread to people. He gives you as bread to people. And some of the best counselors are people who just walked through life. And this is what we learned. This is what God did. We prayed, we believed. And I mean, you're a testimony of perseverance. The second thing, that I believe that will take place in your life is that you're going to have a prayer ministry just praying with people. You're going to be praying. Let us pray. Let's hold the hands of couples and families, and we're going to pray you through this storm. You know, some people are wailers and weepers and travail and shouters, but I just see, especially you, sister, I, I see you like miss petition, and I just see petition, 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 petition. Help Sally and help him and give him that job and open up that house. And you're going to pray, you're, you're going to be praying all the time for those little things in people's lives. You want to know why? Because God cares about those things in people's lives. I mean, I don't understand when people say, well, he's a prosperity preacher. <laughs> well, 
I don't know why anybody gets up in the morning and says, God, please keep me poor. <laughs> I've never met a person, or Lord, I desire to be in poverty. I'm enjoying eviction. I love my furniture in the street. God cares for people. And because you do, and you'll just carry their burdens and pray and pray, and I see the two of you joining hands with people. Let's, let's pray for this. You think, well, is this a profound ministry? It's an incredible ministry. Answer prayer is a cool thing. Psalm 99. Forget, I, I get the names. I think it's Aaron and Moses and Samuel were among those who called upon the name of the Lord. I think it's in verse 5. And the Lord heard them and answered them. People can pray all day. Not everybody gets answers to prayer. You two do. Yeah. Because you got faith. God bless you. Lord bless them. In Jesus' name. I was going to prophesy with those guys, but anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, for the gentleman in the back, uh, I think second row, kind of like a beard, you in the corner. No, the uh, next guy up. No, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Is that your wife that you're sitting by or? I just feel like the Lord is uh, just going to do a unique thing in your life. You know, sometimes, uh, not saying you, but sometimes people think, okay, I've experienced God, I've tasted Him, I just kind of know it all, and, you know, this is good, and it's just kind of more of the same, whatever, but I feel like God's going to begin to open up new dimensions of Himself to you. You're about to, you're about to uh, just embark on almost like a, a new discovery trek, as it were where God is going to begin to reveal himself to you uh, in ways that's going to be just so cool. You're, you're going to read the scriptures. You're going to like, I didn't see this before. And, and wow, how did I not understand this? How did I not know this? And it's going to just be like a download that's going to come into your spirit. And I believe even for your wife, you have that heart. You, you, you pray, you intercede, and you have an ear, to hear what, an ear to hear what the Lord is saying. You just kind of have that prophetic sense. This is what God is saying. This is what God wants to do. But you know what? It's going to start coming from your husband as well, too. He's going to be praying. He's going to be, he's going to be hearing the Lord speak. And you're going to confirm that. Because in the days ahead, God's going to cause the two of you to take some bolder steps. He's going to push you out of some of the, uh, uh, I don't want to say comfort zone, but the space you've occupied into new territory, into new places. You're going to be stretched. You're going to scratch your head and say, wow, are we, can we really do this? Are we, should we really do this? Or can we do this are we qualified to do this but all you're going to know in your heart is god has spoken and god has called you and you're going to be so amazing when you begin to step in these new places and just uh do the things that god is placing your heart and called you to do it's almost like walking in a store you know and you and you step in one of those automatic doors and it just kind of opens up it's going to be that easy this is not something that's gonna, where you're gonna have to sweat and toil and pull your hair out to make it happen 
It's just going to be the grace of God working in just such a wonderful way. And I just believe there's just going to be a, just an unfolding of the word of God. And God's going to bring a lot of uh, even just couples and people that you guys are surrounded by and, and, and surrounded with. And you're going to just open your mouth and you're going to talk. And knowledge and revelation is going to pour out of you. You're going to have the, person, the people say to you, how did you know we needed that? How, what made you say what you just said? And you're going to know it's the Spirit of God working through you. And it's not going to be just something that happens one time, but it's going to happen over again and again and again because your hearts are open and you're willing to let the Lord stretch you and move you into new places and new dimensions and to receive a fresh revelation of who He is. Praise God. I have a word for the keyboardist back here. I felt like the Lord said that I was to look around for that tall guy in the back. And there he is. But the Lord wants you to know that um, he's got you on a journey that's going to take you into other places. And I know, uh, I don't know you, but I know that um, God's heart towards you is to do you good. It, you feel like you've been stretched from, I feel like you're in a stretching season that um, you feel like um, if it gets any worse, you're going to break. And the Lord is coming to say that he isn't, he isn't going to break you, but he's going to make you into a man of God through these stretching, even academic and all the serving and all the time out. God is going to come in and make something great in you he's putting in you a fire you've run into um this house and kind of ran into something that you didn't expect that god was gonna do uh, he is doing something from the inside out there's a um a reforming of your values almost and i feel like Maybe you're in that um, decision-making of whether to go on to more education, and the Lord is saying, go for it, because you're almost to the home stretch. It seems like it's going to kill you, but it will not. It will not. <laughs> I know you're, you're I'm assuming that's your wife. It is, okay. I'm going to get tar and feathered out of Idaho if I get this wrong. You know, I know she got a great word. First, I just wanted to say that the, God's rocked you by the Holy Ghost. I mean, I just feel that you had one background and you had an encounter with the Son of God. Not that you didn't know the Son of God or believe in Him. You got, you got God and got in the living God, you know. The actual the word know where Jesus said that they may know you. And, uh, and he, God's only son that he sent. To, to know is an intimate word in the Greek. And uh, you just had this counter of intimacy where God hit you. I know you're getting a little attention tonight, but just want to confirm that. I just saw tonight, Holy Ghost has just wrecked her. But I wanted to minister to you, brother, and, and as, a, as a couple, I, I believe that in the days of lie ahead, you know, everyone wants this type of prosper, uh, prophecy. I think God's really going to prosper you. And you're going to have prosperity on your house. There's going to be a, an anointing through you to make money. And you're going to have a, a, a gift in giving. An incredible gift in giving. There is a, there's real compassion in you. 
for things that you see. It's kind of like you can hardly like watch some of those info commercials where they're just showing a kid in Nigeria or you know, it just about breaks your heart. I mean, I gotta like turn it off. I can't watch it anymore. It's just too much, Lord. And how, you know, how can I, I can't meet that need, but you give the shirt off your back, you give away your underwear if you could. <laughs> Guy doesn't have underwear. He's gotta give him a pair. The reason why this whole thing is in you is driving you nuts and, and provoking you is that God's going to supernaturally provide for you, bless you, and you're just going to be funnels for the kingdom of God. And um, I see the two of you, even, and I'm not legalistic on this, you'll put, a, you'll put a lid on your lifestyle that we will live in this, in this comfort zone and everything else is going to be a, belonging to the kingdom of God. It's going to be a good comfort zone, but you could have had a larger comfort zone because you want your treasures, you want your barns, man, to be into the kingdom of God and people's needs. I just see that you will make such differences in the lives of the poor. The Bible says, blessed is the man who considers the cause of the poor. Blessed, blessed is the man. He is going to be blessed do this right now in Jesus. Release miraculous supernatural money for the sake of sustaining the poor. Bringing refuge to those that have no covering. To release the compassionate mercy ministry of Jesus in the earth. Thank you. Love would permeate from this couple's life. They would be a couple of love. And love would flow. And provision would flow. And mercy would flow miracles would flow. Lord, your miracles were feeding multitudes. And Father, we thank you, God, that you're going to do this through this man, through this woman. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, this couple right here, uh, God bless. Yeah, encourage them. Just, yeah, man, that's, that's good stuff. I just see that you guys are going to have a, a great gift with young adults and young people, young couples, and just, you say, well, that's kind of where we're at. But you're gonna have a grace with them. I don't know if you're doing that now, but there's a grace in you to minister in that capacity. There's nothing more dynamic than peer leadership. Because, you know, I'm an old man. I know I don't look like it, but I'm 60 years old. I know. But, when you speak and when you share your heart, your generation is going to listen to you. And I see the two of you helping young couples just say, you know what, don't go off and go do your own thing. Waste your life on the kingdom of God. You know, be like that alabaster box that's just broken and poured all over the body of Jesus. I see the two of you are going to be addicted to the ministry of the saints. You're going to be like the house of Stephanus. Man, we're just addicted. I see table games in your apartment or house and people staying until one in the morning and having parties and, and being funny. Well, so is that the kingdom? That's a kingdom because we're living life and we're doing community and we're being people who are loved. And, and you're just going to have counsel. Counsel is going to be your portion. You're just going to have wisdom beyond your years. Wisdom beyond your years. If you're not doing small group ministry now, <laughs> you better.
because you have, your guys are going to be gathering magnets. And you love to just open the door. The spirit of hospitality is upon you. I just see that you're kind of like a, you know, my daughter is one of these people that blogs, you know, cuisines and, you know, she's getting all these hits and everything. I see you're kind of the same type of person. You like to, what could I cook new and what could I lay out and kind of a mini Martha Stewart in the new generational form. <laughs> I just see this, you're gonna, just going to beautify people's lives. They're just going to be touched by the kingdom of God. You love people. You can make a difference in this generation if you give that sacrifice in a Romans 12. Say, Lord, here we are. And there's even, the, you got the word in you, man. You got the word in you. Open you up, you're a treasure chest. And what's in you is the word of God. Kind of like one of those, those things you go, do, 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 pop goes the weasel, okay? What pops out of you is the word of God because it's in there. God's going to come by His Spirit. He's going to mess you up, brother, in the Holy Ghost. He's going to mess you up in the Holy Ghost. I mean, He's going to take you out of a starchy, starchy kind of a Christian tradition. God loves them. They're great people. But He's going to mess you up a little bit. The Holy Spirit's going to stir you and just mess you up. You're going to find yourself crying. You're going to find yourself staying in the Bible in the middle of the night because the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you ruin my brother by the Holy Spirit right now. I ruin my brother. I want you just to lift your hands to Jesus right now. Just lift. Father, if he's not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you just got to get him right now. I just, I just believe there's a little bit of a giddy-up that's going to come right now. I believe your wife's been waiting for this. Just release that right out of your mouth right now. Come Fire! Fire! Fire. Come on, let's begin to pray for fire on this guy. Fire. Fire. This guy's got potential. We bring it out right now in Jesus' name. Lord, he's in second gear. Shift him to fifth gear right now. Thank you, God. He loves you. But Lord, we thank you for the fire of God that's going to touch him right now. In Jesus' name. Man, you're a good man. You're a good man. Is Jesus in the house tonight? Yeah. I mean, I think we stand to our feet. I think we stand to our feet. You know, I love to, I like to go back. Sometimes there's a song you just kind of sit on in a church service. That last song, you know, Heaven Come Down. You, you kind of notice that it was just, there was a touch on everything tonight. I love the dance song. I even started dancing. God help my Achilles tendon was hurt. I appreciate that. But man, the Heaven Come Down song, I mean, that was kind of the cry of the heart tonight. I think we ought to end with that. Just come on, we believe in that. Amen. We believe in for heaven to come down. Amen. I got a word for you. Amen. Man, what a, what a steady Eddie. Man, you got steadfast. The Bible says to be steadfast, diligent, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I mean, you have a, a, a steadfastness to you where you don't get moved from the left or the right. You just, I mean, I'm faithful. You're like that ever-ready battery that just doesn't stop. I mean, I'm going to get to church, and I'm going to go call that person. You've got checkoff lists. You won't fail people. You won't fail friendships. You're a faithful woman. You are a faithful, faithful woman. And God's coming to encourage you tonight that he's going to use you in a greater capacity. Amen. Amen. See a ring. 
Got you. Whose husband? That's not your ring? Take that ring off right now. Jesus is, Jesus is your thing. See, I almost got tarn feathered out of, out of idol here. here. <laughs> Lord, we thank you. I just, I just see that God's going to increase this thing in you. You know, Rachel was leading the sheep up to the well when Jacob got there. And she was a shepherdess. And you're a shepherdess in your makeup. You have a, you have a pastor's heart in you care and to love on people and to gather people and keep track of people and pray for people and weep for people and have your heart broken. God's going to increase it in this house. You will rise in leadership in this place. You will be a woman of renown in the, in the heart of City Church. A woman who carries a, a mantle to care for people. Father, in Jesus' name, release this gift in her now. Amen. you do high five your neighbor right there and say man I'm hearing the sound would you set just for a moment just for a moment I'm not trying to get you up and down just for a moment first of all Radine and I have a wonderful privilege to know lots of you 
and lots of your lives, and etc. Like, for example, Peggy and Jody. He walks over to Peggy and Jody and goes, Mother and Dad in the house of God, and just begins to un just read their book. Now, a lot of you may not know that, but it's so encouraging that God sees them children following you and mom and dad they're over the nursery in our church <laughs> dean how he began to just unfold you we it, you may not remember the entire world but we call him the sheriff in the house and if you 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 don't remember the whole world but it just goes right with it and then the different things about the plumbers dave right here uh, talking about the homes and fixing lot, you know, the water. And uh, him and Jalan's over our transform group. And, I mean, it's just absolutely beautiful for us to know the stories and how God wants to speak to his people just to absolutely encourage them, to exhort them, and to build them up. I mean, it's just, I just think it's famous. I mean, right here, let me ask you something. Has your wife been rocked by the Holy Spirit? I mean, it's just, and if you know Keelan, I mean, he's just compassionate, and he would give you his shirt off his back without a doubt. And I just think it's so wonderful to see what God's doing here. I mean, don't you think that's a beautiful first night? Just the waters of the faith rising up in our heart. I would like to do this. And uh, I don't want anyone to feel pressured. This is one time a year. We, we, we do this once or twice a year where we receive an offering that specifically goes to cover the conference, to go to cover their, uh, their, their motel, their flights, or food, and uh, to bless them. And let me just tell you, listen to me real good about the principle behind this. Just listen to this real close. God sent Elijah and said, I want you to go, and there's going to be a, listen to this real good, there's going to be a widow that's going to take care of you. Think about that for a minute. It's in the midst of a famine, the midst of a drought, and God says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you to this widow, and she's going to take care of you. When Elijah gets there, he finds, look at me, he finds the widow picking up sticks. Why? Because him, her, and her son is preparing to die. God, you're sending this prophet to, to, to be taken care of by this widow that's gathering sticks that's going to die? And let me just read a couple scriptures and the principle behind a blessing a prophet. I, I believe it with all my heart. It says, so she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in the jar. And I see I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Why would she say that she's preparing that? Because Elijah says, listen, I want you, first of all, Go and make me something to eat. I mean, it almost sounds like a selfish thing. But he says, first of all, before, listen, before you take and buy, eat, you and your son eat, I want you to make me something to eat. Give me some water and make me a sandwich or a biscuit, whatever you want to call it. 
I mean, it's absolutely radical. I mean, it's beyond our thinking because it's like, are you crazy? This is a poor little widow lady that's gathering some sticks to die. But listen to the principle behind it. Look what takes place. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as I've said, but make me a small cake from it first. Bring it to me. And afterward, make some for your son, for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. As she was faithful to bless the prophet, look what happened to her. She was blessed through the whole drought and through the whole famine and the oil and the bread never ran out. It's a famous principle of taking care of those. And, and, uh, and you know, around here, why do we give? We give why? We give because we love. And I just encourage you uh, that you would uh, do that tonight. Amen? Father, we just thank you for Pastor Bob's and Sue. And Mark, we ask that you would encourage them and bless them. Father, that you would continue to strengthen them. And I pray that you, you bless tonight. You bless tonight, Father. You bless this offering in a beautiful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we sing that as a give? Can we sing that? Let's sing. Let's worship. Oh, what a good night, huh? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna thank God for His goodness and close us in a word of prayer. And 
If you desire to come back tomorrow, you might want to show up early. And if there's not enough room for the people that haven't been here tonight, then maybe we could be polite and make room for them. But hopefully we'll see a lot of you tomorrow. So, Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness. I thank you for every person in this church, whether they were spoken to individually or not. We know that you are for us, every one of us. And we have your word to lead us into truth and your Holy Spirit living in us. And for that, we say thank you. We love you, Jesus. We ask that you would go with us as we leave this place, that we may, might be a light to this world, that we would be the church that you desire us to be. God, we give you all of the glory. It's all for you. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.